man, I could, I could really go for like, I don't know, a whole pitcher of water right now, you know? Yeah, I, I gotcha. Yeah. Just, just a human just, being. Just dunk it on your face? Just a whole human body's worth of water. That's what I could go for right now. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've got something that might, uh, I've got a plug-in for you that might help with that. Oh, yeah? Let me see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Do you have a friend nearby? All right, let, him, let me just. Oh, oh God! Oh, oh. Ah, refreshing. Welcome to Roughness. Dogs, they're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon. It's the year 2033. There's no law. No mercy. You're gonna really love this one. Bang! And no water. There are three million liters of water underneath the blue dunes, and you will retrieve it. The odds of survival are a thousand to one. And that's just the way she likes it. Hi, my. Hi, everybody. This is Rough Cuts, our podcast about good boys in bad movies. That's right, we do bad dog movies. And yes, there's a dog movie in this. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Ilion, and this is my co-host, Boyks. Hello. Uh, we watched the 1995 live-action Harley Quinn movie that everybody loves, uh, mm, the mm. modern reboot about like how it's like kind of more edgy and adult now. Yeah, this is the one that like swears... It uses, mm-hmm. uh, you know, physical violence and comedic ways. Uh, not Lots a, of sex. Not afraid to be sex positive. Uh, or sex negative. Or negative. Mostly. <laughs> kind of both. Yeah. yeah, a little of both. Yeah. A little of both. A little, little each. Um, and of course, you know, it's all about a post-apocalypse where a comet hit the earth. And now uh, there's people that run around plugging water coolers into people to suck all their water out and uh our titular hero harley quinn gets a tank that she uses to fight off the bad guys at water and power with Mm -hmm. her good boys iced tea which is not water so you can't drink iced tea yeah you can't drink iced tea no that would be bad no No. not in the future no yeah yeah uh, so yeah this is tank girl (laughs) tank girl I Tank Girl. What a film. I this is a film I, I saw a lot in pieces mm-hmm. on network television. And it was the edited version, because it's a rated R movie. <laughs> yes. So watching this in full is actually it's been an experience for me. As as something that I, I wasn't completely expecting, and some of it is very surprising. <laughs> I would say most of this movie is very surprising. At least to me. Yeah. I did not know what I was getting to when I got into this. Uh, so we watched the VHS version, uh, since I have a tape. Uh-huh, which you right have. Here. Yeah. And this is <laughs> the 4x3. Right I This has probably been re-released. Uh, 
on Blu-ray and maybe a 4K release. I'm not even sure. But... Wait, it's not the 16 by 9 VHS? No, no, it's not the long VHS. This is the short oh, VHS. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one has performance issues, so. The... <laughs> What? I'm making a take girl joke. You shut up. So did Booga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yeah, let me let me read the back here. So, first of all, the front, Tank Girl. In 2033, Justice rides a tank and wears lip gloss. That's the tagline. Pretty oh, bad tagline. God. But the, the back of the, the box, the year is 2033, and since a humongous meteor hit Earth, the world just hasn't been the same. No celebrities. No cable TV. No water. A mega villain, Kessley, played by Malcolm mm. McDowell, the leader of mm-hmm. Water and Power, WAP, holds the world in his grasp since he controls all the H2O. WAP holds everyone in their down grasp. Down to the last drop. Yeah, you need to get a bucket and a mop for this water mm-hmm. to the last drop. Or so he thinks. Sure. Two colossal enemies stand in his way. Number one, the Rippers. An army of half-men, half-kangaroo, half-dog people. <laughs> half-jazz, half-rapper. Half-rapper. Ha- half, <laughs> Half-nitrous oxide, which, That's yeah, I guess. Uh, whose sole purpose is to bring down the WAP. And number two, a chick with a tank and tons of attitude, a.k.a. Tank Girl, Lori Petty. With a chip on her shoulder and a grenade in her pocket, Tank Girl sets out to face off with the demented bad guy. This is a very, very bad tagline. Uh, so Kessley had better get a grip on reality and his water jugs. Because when Tank Girl teams up with I... the Rippers, including rapper Ice-T, and sidekick Jet Girl, Na- Naomi Watts, not even a run in her stocking is going to stop her from saving the planet. If you're into in-your-face visuals, outrageous action sequences, and non-stop explosive laughs, you'll love this rip-roaring power surge of a movie. Featuring a hot soundtrack of Belly, Bjork, Bush, Devo, Ice-T, Joan Jett, and Paul Westerberg, L7, Stomp, and Verica Salt. Because the alternative soundtrack is a huge selling point to this movie. I mean, okay, yeah. the soundtrack fucking slaps, It's a good though. soundtrack, yeah. Uh, it's just good stuff. It is. It's it's unique. It's certainly unique, I would say. Yeah. The, uh, what was it? The, the director is Rachel Talele, who yes. is also the director of Nightmare on Elm Street Part 6, Freddy's Dead. Yeah. And, and the comic book, by the way, uh, for Tank Girl is written by, uh, well, it, it was done anyways by uh, one of the artists that would later go on to found, or co-found anyways, the band Gorillaz, as a little oh. tidbit. Huh. So it, it's this Fair whole enough. weird, like, pop culture mash of the director just saying, I want to make a fucking comic book movie, because I read your comic that was given to me on Christmas. And it's either take it or leave it. You let me make whatever the fuck I want, or I'm not getting a film out of this. Which is too bad because they didn't make her whatever, let her make whatever she wanted. They cut some, uh, yeah. Oh, they cut a lot. Yeah. Apparently, like she complains a ton about it. That like 
the studio meddled in the film a lot and cut out just tons and tons and tons and tons of scenes and wouldn't allow them to be put in. And uh, A lot of the uh, sex positive they, scenes they, were cut, for sure. Like, anything showing a dildo or a condom or things like that. Okay, so you know yeah. about the secret then? Mm-hmm. You you already read up on, on Booga, yeah, Booga Boys? Booga, the Booga sex secret? scene. God damn it. I knew God about the Booga it. sex there... scene. Okay, so there's a sex scene with a... Okay, there's a sex scene with a dog kangaroo turned into a man to be a soldier. A, a mangaroo. Who, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's a doggeroo, really, because he's not got, he doesn't have any man in him. He said that he was a dog that was smart enough that they upgraded him to a man. Mm, that was, mm. the, right? That's true. That I think that was Puga's the word. Yeah. Yeah, and so he, in the sex scene in the movie, it's post-coitus like they don't actually show anything there and it's post-coitus and he's just fully clothed they're looking at the ceiling and he's like telling her a story about like oh like we believe in the prophet and there's all this rain gonna come whatever he was supposed to have a prosthetic dick (laughs) wait what (laughs) okay i didn't know that oh you didn't know about that oh okay yeah no 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 they made a naked ripper suit incorporating a prosthetic penis that was created for him (laughs) that was supposed that was filmed in a in that scene instead but they were like no and so then they, they made him fully clothed and carefully edited it yeah yeah, 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 no, he was supposed to have a gigantic penis oh, in that man. scene. That rules. And be fully naked, which would have been way better. It would have fit a lot of the manic weirdness of this fucking movie. And same with, uh, she was supposed to be... There's a lot of torture scenes in the early beginning yes. of Lori Petty, like yes. a tank girl. And they cut and, uh, rem- like... They cut and edited a lot of that, apparently, because they felt that the torture didn't make her hot. Because a bunch of that's what the greasy said. dudes that were producing this. Hey, Bush, I don't want to fuck her right now. Yeah, they were like, well, cut that. But if she's tortured, oh, she's not God. hot, and I don't want to bang that. And like, Nah, Ugh. I want to bang her. You got to make her look like I want to bang her. It's wild, because like, oh, I think this movie is very... It's very, like, strong female lead, very anti-sexual harassment against women in some yeah. ways, I would say. There's some messages about that, especially with, like, the the jet girl scenes, for sure. Sure, but it's also... But it's muddy. That's it's also muddy. kind of used as a... Yeah, it's also one of those things where everybody does... Like, all the villains do sexual harassment, and that's, like, just kind of the cheat code that exploitation directors oh, yeah, put in true. to be like... Oh, well, this is the villain, see? Because he's a bet ba- Like, and the, these are the heroes, because they're against sexual harassment. It's like... Well, no shit. No <laughs> like, shit. You don't have to... Because they kind of show it and... I guess they don't make it as sexy as a lot of those no. shows normally do. If it, that makes sense. Like, it's not, a lot of it's not as exploitative yeah. as like uh, Phantasmagoria, which I'm playing recently. Oh, yeah. No, which no, is extremely no. exploitative about its sexual harassment. Yes. Yeah this, yeah, this one doesn't tend to make the sexual harassment sexy. It tends to make it gross, Was it? Yeah. which is at least, like, in its favor. But it, it's a little muddy. I wouldn't say that it's 100% great on that. And also, that's hard to say, then, 
how much of that is studio meddling based right. on what the director has been say, saying yeah. over the years. Because the director says, like, oh, man, they fucked this movie up so bad. Um, I, I mean, they, this was a bomb. She had a scene of... It was a bomb in the, the box office, for sure, right? Like, Oh, yeah. I, I, I couldn't see mid-90s pop culture at all enjoying this film. I can't see... As much as I think that we will both say that we enjoyed this film on a level... Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wouldn't say that it is a deeply flawed movie, but also it's it's got things to enjoy about it. Absolutely flawed, but it's admirable. Yes, yeah. and th- that's the thing, is I, I feel like, I mean, if it came out now, I'd be like, yeah, no, it'd bomb, of course it'd bomb. Like, this is never going to be a commercial success kind of movie, at least in my mind. I, I don't see a version of this that works for a for a wide audience no and i don't think it was trying to be for a wide audience which is weird that it was given 25 million dollars to make the film sure right it it was very clearly a specific vision for a specific audience yeah and and that audience was the director (laughs) yes (laughs) because i'm just gonna make this fucking thing and you're gonna like it or not and that's not my problem right and there's something Pretty about much. that from a creative yeah. perspective where I'm like, fuck yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's my thing, too. There's a lot of scenes that I was kind of like, oh, my God. But also at the same time, I'm like, but she did it. Like, God damn it. This director just went for it. Like, fuck, fine, whatever. Like, that's kind of, I don't think it works, but man, you, you sure fucking tried. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie really goes. It. It fucking goes. Um, I, I guess we should get into what the movie is. Uh, yeah, I suppose. It, it starts out with a voiceover explaining the premise, which is that a comet hits the Earth in 2033. Now there's no water. It doesn't rain. I don't know how that fucking tracks, but okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> anyways, so most of society is gone, and... She's out living on some farm with a bunch of weird punk friends that are siphoning water off of WAP yeah. uh, with a bucket and a mop. And uh, WAP being the uh, utilities water company. And power. Yes, those that have water have all the power, was what she said. Which is, I actually kind of like that line in a way. Like, mm-hmm. that it's just, yeah, like the utility company became the big evil in the future. I, I think that that, at least, is a clever premise. There's a few things that I've been getting into that actually do similar things, but I like them. It's it's a neat idea that, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the villain in the dark future? The utilities. <laughs> and it's like, God yeah. damn it, that, it super works. It super works. And that's Malcolm McDowell, so they're stealing his water. He kind of finds out, does a big raid on their compound, and kills everybody, except for Tank Girl, who they capture because she managed to kill eight of his men, and he's a real whack villain. He's one of those guys that's like, wait, how many of my guys did she kill? Wow, she's got to be really fun. Let's keep her around, because I don't know. Let's keep her around, because I want to break her. (laughs) I guess? He, He wants her to be on his side, they don't. There's not necessarily a great justification no. for that. He's just kind of a weird creep. No, yeah, it's weird. 
which works really well for Malcolm McDowell. Uh, you mentioned at one point, you said like, wow, this has got some real M. Bison energy. And I'm like, yeah, like it's, and it yeah. works too, because it's this super fucking weird, cheesy, kind of low budget, low rent movie with a storied actor behind it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very Raul Julia, Malcolm McDowell. Like they're both just chewing the scenery incredibly well here. I think that honestly, the highlights of the film as far as like, characters and acting go are definitely Lori Petty as Tank Girl is she's very she does a good job of what they're going for which is like quirky eclectic hyperactive goofball manic pixie girl yeah manic pixie basically girl. a she's manic Harley pixie Quinn. girl I mean, it's before manic pixie girl I think kind of came about but it's that type of character yes. absolutely but it's close yeah 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 uh, and then Malcolm McDowell just goes off on fucking rants about 8-8, eight, eight, the burning 8, the 8th day of the week. And, like, the, what are the, you talking the about? The 8 that hates. The 8 that hates. What yeah, the fuck are you she... talking about? 8-8, eight, eight, the burning 8. Between Sunday and Monday hangs a day so dark it will devastate. When, he, when they tell her that she killed eight men, he just does this, like, slam poetry session for half a second. Slam poetry that, actually, That's like, a running theme. Features... Yeah. Yeah, features heavily in this film. But he does that in front of her, and she goes, Okay, you can torture me, but if he wants to do more poetry, just fucking shoot just me. Just shoot me and get <laughs> it over with. I don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> Which I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, Malcolm McDowell was really big on the forum about how many days a week you're supposed to exercise. He's a firm believer in the eight-day week. Yeah, yeah, it's an eight-day week. You exercise every other day. Every second day. Yeah, yeah it's, so it makes perfect place. sense. No there problem. will never be an argument on the internet about it. Anyway. <laughs> he, so he captures her and starts torturing her in all kinds of weird ways. Um... Uh, we don't really need yeah, to get but, into it. Yeah, but he eventually takes it's her to the pipe. Torture scenes. Oh, are we going to get into the pipe? Okay, uh, the, I, the, I the pipe is an really important plot point later on. So, kind of. They they, they bring mean, it but back. It could have been literally any. Well, but they could have had it. It could have been literally anything for the other. No, later but it's stuff. funny like, it that it's, been... it's literally just a pipe. That's all it is. It's nothing. Well, no, I disagree. I actually think this is. Uh, fine enough torture thing uh because okay it's not because it's not just the pipe the pipe is he describes it as a f it was very very funny though that you called what it was <laughs> he comes over and he's like fine i'll do my last thing i hope that you like i hope you like tight spaces kind of thing and then uh he walks over to this pipe and Opens it up and you go, aha, the tube. And literally at that moment, Malcolm McDowell goes, the pipe. <laughs> like, God damn it. God damn it. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah, it's because I'm smart and I know how to write good scripts. The tube. The pipe. <laughs> You're going to really love this one. Mm -hmm. It's the, the, the type. The tube, the pipe. The, the, ty the type, the type, the, the poo. The, <laughs> the poo. poo. Right, right, right. The poo. The <laughs> poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you, 
tried to recover it. Uh, it's a 40 meter long pipe, like a, like a water pipe mm-hmm. kind of thing, like where you would transport a, underground liquids in. But the idea is, as he says, is that, like it slowly gets smaller as you go in, which I actually think is kind like it kind of clever because being in an enclosed space like that and having it be like you wouldn't be able to breathe really well and you're you're totally stuck and you can't see anything like it's dark you're yeah but and he shoves her down there kind of except the pipe has see-through sections so you can clearly see yeah because i feel like that's, that's the part where... that doesn't make sense to me sure I, I i'll give you that i think that that's just so that they could actually film inside of it in a way yeah, and I, so you they can, could show the characters. Sure. sure. the The point is, they they push her down the pipe. She has flashbacks mm. to when they attacked the compound she was at, and then he pulls mm. her back out of the pipe. He's like, "Oh, you'll work for me now." Huh? <laughs> and then she's like, "I can't work for anybody who has ligma." And he's like, "What's ligma?" And then she's like, "Ligma balls. I win, fucker." I won, and you know it. Come on. Say it. Say it. Just say it. He's doing his best, like, Michael Ironside impression. No! No! Say I won! Yeah, there's this whole thing between them where it's like, no, you have to say that I won. Mm -hmm. They're really big on one or the other winning. I don't know what that's about. I don't... Yeah, I don't get it. (laughs) To be honest. I mean, yeah, he's just a weird battle of wills thing right he thinks that he can break her and she's like no so he just has to yeah i think that it's in a in a way the more that i think about that i kind of like that about his character his character has all the power right like he's just right everybody everybody underneath him is a like he asks a guy to walk across broken glass and the guy does does, yeah and he goes and he immediately says to the guy wow you're an idiot if I had, if somebody told me to walk across broken glass, I'd have killed them. I'd have said no. I wouldn't have done it. You're a dummy. All right, time to kill you, I guess, because you're a fucking moron. Like, it, anyways, it's, come here. It, and the guy still and walks he still does him. it. And then he he walks towards him after he brandishes a pizza cutter. Yes. Yes. But I, I get the feeling that Malcolm McDowell's character just wants people near him that aren't subservient and that have a well that's what i'm saying that have a will and care and want to fight well and then he wants to break that from them because he's everyone around him is this yeah yeah everyone around him is this lick spittle that he can push around no matter what right like he just kills with impunity everybody just lets him get away with it like he's not particularly strong or fat like he doesn't have any powers or anything like that he just has all of this aura of authority that people have given to him in a way like until later on when he has the surgery before that he doesn't really have anything and it's just all of this like mental thing with him so the idea of him like well i have to break her like Everyone has to be subservient to me. That's my thing. And that it, is his thing. I don't know. Yeah. It just kind of works. So I, he kind of is it fits like into his steez. He's kind of like King Koopa in the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. There's a lot of that in this. Yeah, this movie feels like a much worse Super Mario Brothers movie, actually, in some ways. 
which is weird for me to say. I, I feel like Super Mario was more enjoyable with some similar theming. I I don't know. It, it yeah. they're wildly different. I I have a hard time saying if it would be or not. Thinking back, but yeah. Anyway, so that's Malcolm McDowell's these, and she eventually gets roped into. She has to go into a ripper hole. Yes, oh. the ripper hole. <laughs> which hole? We're gonna find out which hole. <laughs> One of them's booby trapped. We'll shove you down every hole and find out. I guess. I guess. But before she can get pushed down the ripper hole, which rips. The hole that rips, yeah. the, the rippers attack, I guess. Yeah. And they take out all the WAP in the area. Uh-huh. And she manages to hide, I guess, and sneaks out. When she does, there was another woman. Oh, God. I don't actually even remember Jet her girl? name. Her name's Jet Girl. Jet, yeah, she's just Jet. Yeah, Jet. Yeah. Jet Girl. Okay. Yeah, so, okay, so there's Tank Girl, there's Jet Girl, yeah. gotcha, of course, yeah. It's so. not that smart, uh, yeah, no, it's just... No, 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 one thing that you cannot accuse this movie of is being smart or subtle. It is neither of those things yeah. at any moment. Um, and that's uh, Naomi Watts playing Jet Girl. Naomi Watts, yeah, yeah, which is wild, because I saw her first probably in Mulholland Drive, which is a very <laughs> different movie, <laughs> but... Uh, she earlier on was doing mechanic work inside of the base. She's kind of a prisoner like tank girl because he puts her to work in like these mines kind of thing. I don't know. He's got fat. It's like an episode of Kaiji where they have to, you know, roll dice to get out of the working camp underground and they keep losing. You've never watched Kaiji. What the fuck, but, are, you ta- but trust what the fuck me, are you talking about? Trust me. It's kind of, <laughs> stop giving me a swirly right now. You oh stop God, it. God, you nerd. <laughs> stop with your anime. All right, uh, but they, she's a mechanic. She ends up, like, Tank Girl kind of saves her at one point from some weird sexual harasser guy, like, prison yeah. guard, um, by, by pretending to be her girlfriend and giving her a good smooch. And then they just become girlfriends. It's great. And then they just become girlfriends. Yeah, it's, it's kind of good. It's really cute. And, Jet Girl manages to hijack a jet while all of this is going down, and she watches as the Rippers kill everybody, and she's like, oh my god, Tank Girl's dead. She lands, looks around, finds Tank Girl, and they now escape. Uh, Tank Girl grabs a tank that was left, and Jet Girl goes off in her jet, Mm -hmm. and they start scouring the desert for someplace safe to hide. Yeah, I want to point out that when Tank Girl takes the tank, it's to funky sex music. Well, yeah, because she straddles the yeah. huge, because she straddles the cannon. She sure and does. And then goes, look at how big my dick is. And it cuts to a comic book panel of her going like, look at the sheer size of it. Yep. And it's, she sure this does. This movie is not smart or subtle. <laughs> Again, not smart, not subtle. Good. And also, uh, our main villain's arm got ripped off by the Rippers, who rip. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a locator put... Okay, this is actually a good plot point mm-hmm. that we need to mention. Um, when he's about to send her down the Ripper hole, which are... We don't know what the Rippers are yet. They're just supposed to be things that kill people. 
And they look like xenomorphs. They do, so yeah. It's like weird. We think that they're like these mindless monsters because they're also like running under the ground. It, it, this is weird. But they give her a locator and he's like, ah, see, now you'll be close to my heart. I have your pulse on my wristwatch. And I'm like, that pulse seems a little fast, actually. <laughs> Wanna maybe yeah. check, give well, her some medical attention? It's all the coke that she does, so. God, they do. There's a lot of drug references in this too but she uh he has his arm ripped off she's got a locator put into her which is going to be important later and, and she completely forgot about it it seems in character for her honestly she's slightly airheaded mm-hmm. one thing that we haven't mentioned is kind of the manic style and editing of this movie a lot of these scenes are animated yeah, so in general, the editing and the way it's shot and all that stuff is really wild. It'll be like fisheye lens mm-hmm. into normal lens, into quick cuts, into... Like, it's just all over the place. It's almost too much at times. And then it'll jump to, like, a two-minute animated sequence right into another fisheye lens. And when we say animated sequence, it's just stills of the comic. Sometimes. Or so, oh yeah, no, sometimes. sometimes it is animated. You're right. Yeah, no, sometimes it is animated. Yeah, sometimes it'll cut to a comic scene with an actual, mm-hmm. like, panel from the comic. Yeah. And then other times it'll be a fully animated, like, trip with a bunch of colors yeah. changing constantly and a lot of fluid motion. Yeah. It's so much. <laughs> There's an interesting thing about that part of this movie that I also read up. Mm. Uh, Rachel Talele said one of the things, and or was it, sorry, I think it was actually the writer, Jamie Hewlett. Oh, okay. Uh, who who had said that, because uh, he's the writer of the actual comic book, yeah. Tank Girl, right? Like, the, the yeah, yeah. And he's the, as you said, the co-creator of Gorillaz. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Jamie Hewlett had said that it was a nightmare to work on this, um, which, yeah, I can understand. I bet, yeah. And one of the things was, is that they had forgotten entire scenes to be filmed. Like, massive scenes were just not in the movie. And I wonder how much of that was, like, studio meddling again, considering what mm. Talele keeps saying about this. And that uh, what they did to cover that is they did animated sequences in between. So apparently that was actually a crutch. Interesting. Yes. I think it's an interesting decision, though. Like, it it feels intentional to the style of the film. That's why I'm... Yeah. It's an interesting question here of... We talk a lot about, oh, studio meddling is bad. But... I would say that that comes with, like, an asterisk at the end of it. It's not always. People need an editor. Mm -hmm. And it's a good idea to have a good editor. It's just that there's a lot of, like, bad studio editing in Hollywood because they're trying to make a wide audience kind of thing. And this is one of those ones where I'm like, I don't know if the editing made it better or worse then. Because the weird animation sequences and choppiness of that actually fits into this weird style that they have i i think it's just different uh like for instance if i was to take kojima as an example if you're looking Mm -hmm. at metal gear solid 2 you're like holy shit this is wild 
But that's Kojima edited. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you look mm-hmm. at Death Strand, you're like, oh my god, this is wild. Where is the editor? <laughs> yes. So it depends. Who is this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It depends. Like, in, in one situation, you get an hour-long cutscene. You're like, wow, that's weird. And in the other one, you get a 10-hour cutscene. And it's like, okay. And you maybe, go, God, that's awful. Maybe that one hour <laughs> yeah. was better, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never mind. And so it's hard to know with this one, but it, it's an interesting kind of scenario. To I'd love to have been involved in, like, seeing how this movie was made. Do you know what I mean? Like, a behind-the-scenes yeah. of actually what was cut and what decisions made it I, I think would that be would be really intriguing. I also think a movie like this made today with modern like sensibilities around their topics i think you might you wouldn't get something quite like everything everywhere all at once of of course no but i think you could get a similar feeling and a similar reception with a good script you could do something really interesting with this i think you could i don't know that it would be like it definitely wouldn't be that no you could definitely get something really interesting out of it and a lot of people have agreed because she tried to make a reboot to Lele uh, mm. in 2008, which didn't really go forward. And then apparently in 2019, uh, Margot Robbie or Roby or whatever her name is, um, like the new Harley Quinn in live action. Oh, okay. Actually, actually got a the rights to it and is supposedly working on a reboot of this well that makes sense because um, her character a... is basically tank girl so yes <laughs> that makes exactly. perfect sense. it was reported yeah. in september 2019 that a reboot of the film was in early development with uh, her production company lucky chap entertainment who had optioned the rights from mgm all so right maybe we will get a modern take on tank girl i think i might actually like to see that to be honest I would in, in be, some way. I, I would absolutely be yeah. interested. Yeah. Because this movie is just so manic and weird. It has tons of continuity problems and things like... But, yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyways, we should... Jet Girl and Tank Girl go off with their mm-hmm. jet and tank. Because they're Jet Girl yeah. and Tank Girl. And now they have a jet and tank. Sure. <laughs> and, and also the tank has a brain and it's smart. And it's its own character now. Yeah, they do a job on... This is one of the continuity problems, because... And this is where I wonder if they had to cover from this one where they were like, oh shit, we didn't film that. Because there's... a They go and find this woman who mm. has car- carvings from one of the girls that was in, like, the farmhouse at the beginning of the movie where Tank Girl was captured. And Tank Girl's like, oh, I gotta rescue this young girl who's my friend. Uh, wanker like, where girl. is she in wanker et cetera, girl yeah. she's called wanker girl because yeah. she wears a shirt that says yeah. wanker yep yeah i i i know i just it it still just hit me <laughs> it just, it just, you know i'm letting it wash over me again i'm like i'm having the flashbacks like i'm in the pipe uh-huh. i'm in a mind pipe uh-huh. is what i'm saying i feel like i'm getting into a smaller and smaller oh, did, space did you forget about along. wanker girl that might be because the costumes change every scene yeah so they talk to this woman and this woman is mad at them because she's like oh i thinks that they're working for water and power because they're using their stuff. And then they go, oh, no, 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 we're escape prisoners. And she goes, oh, well, use my garage. And then it's this montage of them just 
fucking up these tanks and jets in the most, like, 90s-ass way possible. They're, like, gluing pogs yeah. and stuff to the sides of these fucking things. And in that scene, there is a, like, half second of a comic panel of her holding, like, a cybernetic brain thing. And it looks like she's ripping it out of the tank. But I guess that she's putting it into the tank? Sure. Where did she get it? I, Whose brain is it? See, when that comes out in the reboot, it's going to be a smart tank, and it'll be the size of, like, a credit card. You won't have to have a whole brain, right? Like, it may, No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be as flashy, so. Just slap that on a solid state drive. There you go. <laughs> Just got to have, like, a big Samsung logo across yeah. the side of it so you can get that advertising money. There you go. Now I'm a studio executive. I didn't notice any advertising in this movie. At all. How could you? Actually. How could you advertise in this movie? Yeah. Uh, but, like, how could you the advertise advertisers in this? The advertisers had no to way. have shied the fuck away from this. Right? It's full of, like, she's constantly making jokes. Like, it's really hard to talk about this movie and get the energy of it because it's, again, it's like the Harley Quinn animated show where she's like, oh, I'm touching myself. Like, she's just yeah. constantly, like, taking photos of her underwear and, like, sending I, I them can't to believe, people. I and... can't believe Tank Girl's just Velba. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> Jinkies. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> um, all right, I gotta take a quick break, so... One moment. I'll leave you with the Velma line. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm editing this week, so I'm keeping that in. So, so anyway, James Hong shows up uh, as a cybernetic... A surgery man to replace uh -huh. our villain's arm with a robotic arm and chop off his head. It, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's his face is all mauled, so he's wearing this big prosthetic mask thing, and the doctor's telling him how he'll never see again. And then James Hong comes in with a universal translator thing on his throat, so he speaks... Uh, like Mandarin, I'm guessing, and mm -hmm. then it comes out in English a second later, and he gets a big, you know, those plastic grabbers yeah. that you have as a kid, yeah. like the red grabbers with He's like a T-Rex, big one of those T-Rex mouth, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He has one of those, but he uses it to just chop his head off. I go, wait, did he cut? Did he cut his head off? And yeah, yep, yeah. He as spoiler alert. He sure did. That, yeah. That's the thing he does. And that doesn't end the way you think it ends. <laughs> that's the thing. No. No. Yeah. I was... They they do a thing. They kind of play with your expectations a lot here. And I was really disappointed at first. And then I kind of grew to like it. Uh, because for the rest of the movie, for a very long time, till the very, very end, they're constantly showing Kessley again. But he's covered by, like, a carefully placed television mm -hmm. or like he's behind a wall it's just like his arm out or whatever like there's always something that's covering where his face would be so that you don't get to see all of what was done to him and one of the jokes even i actually really liked this was he's sitting there and he's watching her through a video screen and he's 
doing some kind of villainous monologue and he's like, ah, yes, I can't wait to get her in my grasp again. And he's swirling some water in a glass and then he lifts it up and it's, because like television's in front of him, so it's in front of his head. And you just hear, and he's like, damn. Because <laughs> he, he can't drink water anymore. Can't drink any water. That was his whole thing. Because he's a weird cybernetic man. man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It was a good moment. It's a real so, stupid joke. So our heroes, Tank Girl and Jet Girl, I, I guess, uh, decide to go save the little girl who was abducted, Wanker Girl, who's not yeah. Tank Girl or Jet Girl. And they go to the future brothel of Liquid Silver, which is mm-hmm. patroned by I Germans, I think. <laughs> I... But like yeah, there's a lot of guys in lederhosen. Lederhosen Germans. Not joking. For some reason, <laughs> I guess. I guess. And and as Tank Girl goes to try and save her um, from being brothled out, uh, she ends up saving herself by using a like danger ball that Tank Girl gave her at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. to pierce through the hand of a pervert. Yeah, Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. The pervert. The absolute the pervert. filthy Iggy pervert. Iggy Pop. <laughs> uh, who is credited as Ratface. He's never named in the movie, so... No, he's in, he's named in the credit as Ratface. Yeah. Apparently, I'm sure it was a character in the comic. They must have cut like it or something, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, she's like... When we say that she's a little girl, we mean she's like... 10. Ten. So it's yeah. real. Maybe 12. It's gross. Like, it's really, it it's really awful. Yeah, it's yeah. really awful. It's meant to show how terrible these people are. I liked how much, uh, like you said, that she rescues herself. Like, there's some mm-hmm. clever moments like that where you, you kind of have your expectations I, changed a little bit. I don't think any character in this movie is really a damsel in distress. Really? But I guess that character ends up being one again she then at the becomes end. one yes so it's like yeah. that's where it gets muddled again where i'm like mm-hmm. you did it but then you didn't do it like yeah uh, anyways after meeting up with her uh they go well they try to leave first of all i was gonna say hold hold up i yeah. couple things here first of all tank girl goes in through the back way so she goes in through where all of the uh, like strippers, yeah, and w- workers and stuff get dressed, and there's like a robot voice saying, "Like you need to trim all excess body hair. You must do this. You must." Do-. And like it's tell uh, if you do not have a piercing, here is a piercer, and it's like shoving things yeah. out of, you know, like those boxing gloves on yeah. a like metal extender. It, it's kind it's of like that. It's kind of like Fifth Element jokes, I would say. Yeah, but. It's great because she grips all the stuff down and just kind of like, eh, fuck it. And just starts doing dress up with herself, but like in a totally anti way to what mm-hmm. it's saying. Um, so I, like, that's kind of fun. And then, yeah, like you said, then they start trying to leave. And Although I don't think that they're trying to leave necessarily. I don't, I don't know what they're that. doing. But <laughs> Madam is there, who is the owner of the uh, brothel. Yes. And the Madame, yep. And she tries to stop Tank Girl, but then Jet Girl shows up with a gun and holds Madame hostage. So then Tank Girl tells her to sing as some form of, I guess, depraved. 
I don't know, show of... Horrible torture. Torture, yeah, a, show of power, uh, which then turns into an inc- completely inappropriate musical number. <laughs> Remember, this is like, what, 20 seconds after we had a scene of a 12-year-old using a device to pierce a man's hand because he was going to... Mm-hmm. Do horrible things to her as a, like, sex slave in this brothel. Yeah. 20 seconds later, they're breaking into a Cole Porter musical. It's a full-on fucking musical. Like, History of the World Part 1 musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Inquisition! There's there's dancing, Ah, there's singing. The Inquisition! What do you say? (laughs) Yeah, and it's... Like we said, like, like, it's a whole... It's a whole musical number, and it's Cole Porter, so it mm-hmm. it's Cole Porter's Let's Do It. So you're talking about a 1928 song mm-hmm. that's sung, but with, like, in this post-apocalypse punk setting with a whole bunch of tits-outs, like... Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's, she just started humping and... the guys from behind during the musical. So. Yeah, tank girl like beating <laughs> beating up guys and then humping them from behind she while does, they're singing yeah. this. She sure does. And like scenes of the comic where they have uh the madame with her head shaved because she refused to sing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's weird. But like the villain the fuck is this movie. <laughs> the villain hears the musical downstairs. He's like, "What the yes. fuck is that musical? I don't know." Mm-hmm. Tell him to fucking stop. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, yeah. okay but anyway they 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 stop the musical and abduct the child uh which i guess our our main villain is going to use as bait for tank girl which he could have mm. could have just taken tank girl as she walks by all of the wap police yeah I they're guess. running in storming the building firing guns and she's like walking past them, going like, "No, you can't take my my friend. Let her go." And just Malcolm Dowell's like, "Nah, no, I'm taking her." And then he yeah. just leaves. And all the police walk past her, and she goes, "No!" In the sand, like she's furiosa. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So Tank Girl uh, decides that she needs the help from the Rippers to get her friend mm-hmm. back. So she goes looking for the Rippers, which are in a secret base between two rocks in the desert. How hard could it be to find? Uh, which, I, of course, they immediately, they immediately are find. two rocks in the desert. I, I mean, I do the same thing in Breath of the Wild, too, when you're like, oh, two rocks. Ah, I know this puzzle. <laughs> Use your magnetic thing to put one rock on top of the other rock, and then there you go. Pop it out. It works awesome. every time. Works every time. But the, the Rippers... Capture Tank Girl and Jet Girl immediately, within seconds of them landing in this space, and then throw them in the ball pit, which you think would be plastic balls, but they're bowling balls. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know what's up with that. They throw them in a room full of bowling balls, and I mean, like, full of bowling balls. Like you said, it's a ball pit, basically. (laughs) But, But heavy style. Yeah... I don't get it. The, and also, before this, remember, we had thought, like, these rippers were just shown as they would literally rip people to shreds. Uh-huh. And they were 
big xenomorphs, it looked like. Because apparently that was them in their battle armor. They're actually man-dog kangaroo hybrids. Well, you have to have battle armor so that when you sell toys, it has armor that can be removed for the toy figure. So, I mean, that has to be the reason. Right, like I was going to say, there's no way that they'd sell toys of oh, this made in our film. But then I, re- but then I remembered RoboCop and Ghostbusters and, and Terminator and, and yeah, and the aliens. <laughs> Freddy yeah. Krueger. There's Freddy Krueger yeah. merch all over the place for kids. Yeah, I will say that they wouldn't have sold toys for this because Tank Girl is too sex positive and also not heteronormative in the way that. I, I mean, the like fact that it Americans bombed mean they probably wouldn't have, would have, but, yeah. Sure, but also, like, no matter what, like, I think that it would have really had problems with that, because yeah. it's too transgressive in the wrong ways. I, I mean, maybe Booger would have had the $5,000 realistic kangaroo penis on it, and then they would have been like, oh, we can't sell that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's... <laughs> or they could sell that, you know. <laughs> and... <laughs> I think you can custom order one of those on Etsy. Anyway, the point is... <laughs> the the Rippers debate whether they should kill Tank Girl and Jet Girl. Because they're obviously WAP spies. They keep singing WAP in that, in that mm-hmm. ball pit. So they drag them out and get them high. Off of nitrous yeah. oxide. Which, <laughs> yes. which is their truth serum. And then Tank Girl and Jet Girl are like, holy shit, this fucking rules. And they keep gra- grabbing <laughs> the nitrous oxide to get even more high. <laughs> They're just passing it back and forth. They're like, yo, yo, stop bogarting the nitrous. You f- <laughs> They're just having a blast. Which is a really and good the, bit. I actually really like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, and the other part of the bit that's really good is that two of the interrogators every once in a while are like, Grabbing it from them and taking it hit themselves. <laughs> taking it hit themselves, yeah. <laughs> like, there's scenes like this that are, make this movie so fucking fun. Because I was like, okay, yeah, I'm fully in for this. This is yep. great. But Ice-T, uh, who is not dressed up in any makeup, shows up. And is like, I'm a <laughs> ripper now. <laughs> and I think we should kill them. And the others one, including Booger... Is like no, we should we should love them, uh, I guess. Yeah, which is weird. They're hot, but they're hot. But they're hot. <laughs> I want to bang them. Yeah, yes. they keep going back and forth of kill the bang, and then somebody comes in with the Mary, but but he changes it to crumpets and tea. And this is this is bebop. We are not ripper. <laughs> bebop ripper. Uh huh. And, and I. And- <laughs> Ice tea is like I am against tea. Fuck tea. Wait, shit. I'm gonna change my name to Ice Cube. That's already taken. Fuck. <laughs> Vanilla ice? No way. <laughs> so they they all vote for crumpets and tea. They outvote Ice Tea. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so they decide to let Tank Girl and Jet Girl try to get a shipment that they found coming in as proof that they are not evil whappers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you've got it. You're nailing. That's correct. Keep going. This is the plot. Yep. Keep going. So, don't, so, don't stop. So take girl the movie and, doesn't stop. No, but so take girl and jet girl go to the shipment that's happening. 
and they decide they need to get closer because the Rippers don't believe the photos they've been taking from far away since there's no branding on any of the boxes that say WAP. So their genius plan... And, well, and they can't see the weapons in them. Yeah, they can't see the weapons. So their genius plan to get closer, to get more photos, is to dress up like Madonna doing a photo shoot for the WAP men's calendar. I really liked this joke, actually. I thought this was really good. Uh, also, just a, a side thing, because again, it's hard to get the feel of the movie when mm -hmm. we're just describing the plot, considering this is so much of a, like, vibes piece in a way. Uh, and Tank Girl's personality, when they're like, hey, uh... I don't know. I don't. I don't trust them. Like I, we can't see enough of the shipment to get this. She's like, "Yeah, we'll take a photo of this," and like pulls yeah. down her pants and shoves down yeah, her well, pants and you. sends them that as a photo. And it's like, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> Tank girl just does things. They don't really make sense. No, no. She's just she's a very again. She's very manic. This movie. Mm -hmm. Gets almost a little grating because of how much energy it has. You have to really be involved in it. It asks a lot. Yeah, but after she takes a lot of sexy shirtless photos of the men of WAP. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they she convinces them that they're in a calendar, yeah. Two, two comic sections of the men of WAP on the calendar, which is very funny. Because that implies that they actually made the calendar afterwards, which I could see Tank Girl doing. So, well, and I think that that it, it also implies. I feel like those are actual comic sections. It must right? be, like yeah. That, so maybe that this looks happened. Like it's actually from it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is good. Like I like that they're actually taking it from the comic. That's great. Yeah, but they end up stealing the truck that has the shipment on it after scaring the the workers away. I guess with guns. I think. Yeah. And I want to say that uh, one thing too, Jet Girl gets a little bit of personalization here mm. because Tank Girl tries to be like, okay, like, well, we're done because the guys are like, well, what if it's still a setup? You, they need to hijack it. Like Ice T keeps on adding yeah. new stipulations for he them. Keeps to prove moving themselves. the goalpost. Yeah. So she's like, fine, fuck, we'll hijack it. All right, we're leaving. There's no longer any magic in this photo shoot. We're get, we're getting out of here. And Jet Girl's like, no, no, no. Give me a minute. No, this is, no, give me a minute. Like, no, this is a good no, shot. Stop. Hold on. This is good. <laughs> yeah. She's really, really into, like, this one guy flexing in front of her. She's like, oh, but, but come on. I think that was the guy that said, can I be December? Oh, you could be anything you yes. want, honey. Ooh. <laughs> so uh, they end up stealing the truck by using her giant shaft of her tank to scare the driver mm -hmm. out of it. And it's about to go over a cliff because it's going too fast. And, of course, there's a cliff. And we need tension in this movie, I guess. Yeah. And she can't stop the truck. But then Booger shows up and saves her. And now they're all friends. I guess. Yep. I guess. <laughs> I, I suppose so. So they go back to their uh, hideout to have a nice vegetarian dinner. And to pray to their prophet by... Dancing and doing slam poetry to saxophone. To saxophone, yeah. Jazz. <laughs> this is not this is not a joke. Also, um, to do grinding dance moves. Yeah, they grind is... dance. And then they have a big drug orgy, at least implied. Because Tank Girl yes. wakes up with Booger, which is was supposed to be the sex scene, I assume. Which was supposed to have, yeah, that was the one where there was supposed to be the giant prosthetic. Yeah dog kangaroo dick 
God damn it. <laughs> this movie's brilliant. So, so the next day, they, they start opening up the boxes of stuff that they stole. And it's mostly empty and full of dirt. Except for one, which has their prophet in it, who left the safety of their compound and is now very much dead inside that box. Because WAP yeah. did this whole thing as a way to taunt the Rippers. Mm-hmm. They, they want to entice them into a trap mm-hmm. and make them attack. Because the Rippers are fighting a guerrilla war, essentially. Like, every time yeah. they go out in the desert, they ambush them. If they can get them out of the desert, then maybe they can... Yeah, they're them. essentially night warriors. They, they hunt in the dark. And they don't want to be seen. Yeah. They don't want to be found. And that's it, yeah. So... Uh, so of course they decide to go and attack because Tank Girl has a plan and Ice-T's like, whoa, hold on. Tank Girl's plans are fucking stupid. They literally never work and it's just random (laughs) bullshit. Why would we ever go for this? Raise your hand if you're going to go for this stupid, idiotic, literally worst plan I've ever seen. Mm Mm-hmm. And he gets immediately outvoted by everybody. He was like, yeah, I, I want to go die. Every single person raises two hands in the air and their, tail. and their tails. And they're like, no, no, no. And just walk past Ice-T. No, I want to go with Tank Girl's stupid plan, though. Get us all killed. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> but Ice-T does get a compromise out of it. And that's that as Tank Girl does her stupid plan and drives her tank... I don't know how to describe ghost riding the whip, but Mm -hmm. if the whip is a parachute that she's parasailing behind the tank because the tank is a character with a brain. Did we mention the tank is a brain? I guess maybe I think, I think that's implied. It's a sentient tank Um, at least. Yeah. It's a sentient tank somehow. And so while she's doing that and paragliding behind her tank and then eventually jumping off the paraglider to fight guys as the tank fights on the ground uh she does it to ice t's big gun so he he gets her to do it to his song so yeah and i miss that it's a give and take thing i had to leave the room i miss that you miss you did miss that damn it uh but they break into the compound and then bebop kangaroo decides to run out into the middle of the compound where all the gunfire is because it's too bright and they need to take out the generator so it can be dark, because mm-hmm. they only fight in the dark, not the light. Yeah. I guess. I mean, they're out, I think, I think that the implications, they're saying, like, they're hugely outnumbered. There's, like, oh, there's, it like, 163 of them. And 164, like actually, is Tank Girl. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, but, yeah, there's but too many. I, yeah. I think that it's just that they're trying to do, yeah, they need to do their, like, guerrilla tactics. Mm-hmm. And they can't really, like, hide while everything's lit up and everything. So. so he runs out into the middle of the gunfire, goes up to the generator and takes it out, and then gets immediately blasted from every direction. <laughs> As you would, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and the rest of the Rippers run up. They're like, no, you're dying. Are you okay? And he's like, as as smooth jazz plays, I'll see you cats mm-hmm. at the big jam in the sky, man. And it's the funniest scene yeah. in the movie. It's so we, good. We both laughed our asses off at this. I'm like, I don't think, is this the tone that they're going for for this character's death i don't i don't know i don't i don't know it was so funny slam poet jazz ripper is my favorite oh man yeah 
but so so anyway. Tank, Tank Girl runs uh, through the compound looking for her friend, and she hears her crying, "Help me, help me!" So she runs towards the voice, which turns out is not her. Mm-hmm. It's our villain, who can now yes. mimic her voice for some reason. I think that he's piping her voice in from uh, well. The pipe. <laughs> From the pipe? He Oh, he's piping. Oh! Yeah. I get it. Wow, that was a good one. That was a good one. Wow. And I, I guess he could have put a microphone in there. He seems pretty intent on putting a microphone on everyone, as we find out. Yes. Yeah, because he poured. he's pouring water slowly into the pipe to drown her. Yeah. And that's the so he, danger here. He taunts Tank Girl, who shoots at him. And this fight scene is terrible. It's so bad. Because... <laughs> sure, you're skipping one very important thing, though. Mm-hmm. This is the face reveal. Oh, eventually, yes. Yeah, it is. No, it, well, I mean, it, it already did reveal the face, right? Right here. Oh, like, yeah, they show out. his face. Yeah. He comes out and he looks... Yes. Exactly the same. Like, nothing has He's ever happened. He's Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> it's just Malcolm McDowell. Which is actually like... a really good joke, I think. What the fuck? Yeah, no, it's kind of amazing at first. You're like, well, but... But what? (laughs) Like, he's got a weird arm with... Drills? Razors on it. Yeah, Yeah. and drill hands. It's super weird. But his face, his head, that they chopped off, is... His head. It's just normal. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. The the reason I say this fight scene is bad is because Malcolm McDowell does not do choreography of fights at all. So they tried to work around that by just having Tank Girl stand there. Mm -hmm. And it's really no energy at all in this whole thing. Yeah, this looks bad. But she she shoots at him and he blocks everything with his metal arm. And her gun jams. She's like, ah, you fucking piece of shit and throws it down a, a hole. Or off the edge of whatever, I, I guess, walkway they're on. They're on a walk, yeah. Yeah, and, kind of metal walk and then he walks up and and holds her in his metal arm. And he's about to, like, take her out. So he starts, like, knocking off the, the metal, I guess, ropes or lines that are holding yeah, up the walkway. Yeah, the walkway, yeah. I guess. And she ends up George of the Jungling, one of the ropes... And swinging out and then swinging back in, kicking him off, because mm-hmm. he's not very agile. <laughs> no, he's Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, dude, dude is old. <laughs> and when, even in this day, so his old his metal arm gets stuck in a gear that's on the ground, I guess. And and she starts taunting him. So, yeah. I think like the tank shows up at some point through the wall or something. Uh, that's a ways right. later in this fight. Yeah, at first, this is kind of the big reveal right here, because she starts hitting him and stuff, and then yeah. when she goes for his head, his head does something weird. It does, yeah. Which is not exist. <laughs> that's the weird thing it does. You remember how we said he chopped his head off? He forgot to put the head back on. And I know we said that he's just a normal guy, but he's actually a hologram. Yeah, so it's a hologram now. head, but how is the body being controlled? Where's the brain? What I there's no head. How Yes. Yep. Yeah. When when they yeah, chop yeah, the yeah. head off, I'm imagining like a head in a jar, like Futurama, not So no no it, it they chop his head off and then 
body control. Yeah, the body controls it. There you go. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Who gives a shit? <laughs> this movie doesn't give a fuck about what you think about no. that. It doesn't care in but, the slightest. But she can't take him out, and then the tank shows up. And the tank's like, I can't shoot him. I'm sorry, tank girl. And she's like, what, you run out of ammo? Yes, I did, actually. I ran out of ammo. It's nodding its head and shaking no and stuff with the big fucking, like, gun turret. Yeah, it's turret. So then she goes in the tank as Malcolm McDowell's stuck in the gear. And she's like, fine, I'll take him out myself. And she opens up a case of Foster's beer, like the giant beer cans. And Mm -hmm. starts putting them in one by one into her tank, like, cannon to shoot at him. But Malcolm McDowell gets out. And he starts blocking every beer can with his metal arm. <laughs> yeah, because they're just beer cans. It's just beer cans. They're just beer cans. They're not going to hurt him. And he's like, I'm a hologram. You can't hurt me. I'm a weird hologram guy. Yep. So then Tank Girl's like, wait, I have an idea. And she raises the the cannon of the tank slightly higher, which would go over mm-hmm. Malcolm McDowell and miss him entirely. And then she shoots her last beer. One for the road. Yeah. And yes. and it hits a Deus Ex Machina bucket of water above him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because his only weakness, <laughs> ironically, is water, now that he's cybernetic. And his whole thing, he collects all the water, now he can't have it. Yeah, wow. Actually, this raises more questions about how we... How does he eat and drink with it? Anyway, point is, so... uh, He gets wet on the WAP, and... Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. The WAP makes him wet. It got it... uh, The bucket from the WAP... The bucket and a mop from the WAP pours on him, yes. Pours all over him, and he immediately expires on the spot... And I yell, he's melt like just before when it aims at the bucket, I go, oh no, he's melting. And then five seconds later, it cuts to a comic panel of her over him in like a Dorothy mm-hmm. outfit. Oh no, he's and he's melting. yelling, I'm melting. <laughs> <laughs> like, god damn it. God damn it. Alright, yeah, it's just the most obvious shit every it is, time. It is. This movie is so then, yeah. then Tank Girl comes up and taunts him, and he's like, it's not over. But in, like, that that Zoomer meme, like, mm-hmm. wiggly voice thing. Yes. And she takes one of the water extractors and pushes it into his chest and sucks all the water out of what was left of his body, killing him. Yeah. Cool. And then... Because he can't... See, the thing is that he can't drink water. He can't have any... Also, he's still mostly water, so he has to have a lot of water. Yeah, Does I don't know. Get an IV. I don't know how I'm this just works. Like, what does yeah, it, do? it doesn't. It's not important. What does it do? It's not important. Anyway, the fact that they specifically went with a hologram head is so fucking weird. Anyway, <laughs> so much. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So some some WAP security show up and are about to shoot Tank Girl to death, and then Booger comes up behind them and he's like, "Don't worry, Tank Girl." I had them remove their their bullets from their guns so they're no longer a threat. And they can't hurt you with knives or punching or kicking or any other weapons. Or even just hitting you with the guns we left them with. Or Yeah, I I guess that he's their new commander. And he's in a like he puts on a little soldier yeah. hat. And and <laughs> he now, the now he is the commander of the WAP. 
Look at me, now I own the lap. <laughs> to which Tank Girl responds with an open mouth kiss on this dog, Guru. Because they're, mm-hmm. they're a couple now. And also... Hey, is there a little girl drowning? Oh, she saved the little girl or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Well, she then she runs out. Yeah, yeah. I think that right after that, she's like, wait a minute. She's like, oh, fuck, <laughs> right. Ah, oh, shit. Right. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> uh, and also Jack Girl is there, who is still her girlfriend. And they just have a big old uh, yep. nice Polly family, I guess. I don't know. It's whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And then they, yeah, there's an animated sequence of them water skiing off the tank with rocket engines across a landscape. What I'm confused is why didn't the movie end with them giving water to the people, right? Like in a Mad Max style. Why did it end with her water skiing with the kangaroo rippers? Well... I have actually an answer for that. Uh, When we talked about how there was all the studio meddling, supposedly, uh, I mean, this is from the director saying Mm -hmm. it, so, I mean, who knows exactly, but that's her story about a lot of this. And there was a different ending, actually. Originally, the ending was supposed to be that uh, the rain would start and she would be outside in... That would make more sense, yes, that she wouldn't have to go out and give water to everybody in a way, and they didn't have to show that. Instead, it was supposed to be that there was, like, going to be water falling at the end, and it would end with her, I guess, drinking some and then burping at the camera? Because... Because Tank Girl? Sure. uh, Yeah, Tank Girl. She's kind of nasty. That's... Kind of nasty. Yeah. That ending's way better. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So there's things like that where I'm like, okay, obviously that would be better. But if the other side of it, like, oh, we wouldn't have really had any animated sequences because we'd yeah. have just filmed them. That's worse. So who knows where this film would have ended up? Yeah. Interesting mind what a, puzzle. What a weird movie. I think this is one of those movies that definitely was a huge bomb when it came out and then gained a cult following over the years. Kind of like Pet yeah. Cemetery 2. When we watched that, that was a huge mm-hmm. bomb, and yes. and then big big following later on. I like I love Pet Cemetery too. I think yeah. Pet Cemetery two is a blast. Yeah, this one's not. This one's a lot more uneven. It's got mm-hmm. some really really great moments in it, and its energy is something. <laughs> but it's hard to describe. There's just so much coming at you at all moments, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, this is a lot. But I, I actually really love the animated sequences. I love all the references to the comics. You can tell... Yeah, I love that. They had a vision in mind. And I don't necessarily like the vision they came up with. Sure. But yeah, exactly. I respect the hell out of this. Exactly, yeah. It's one of those yeah. movies where you're like, how the fuck did this get made? This is somebody's very weird very narrow specific Mm -hmm. vision of a thing that they wanted to do and it's not for wide audiences and in our day and age where every major movie is now just like marvel spread across Uh the thinnest possible toast or or reboot can appeal to every person or a reboot of a safe franchise yeah yeah well, and like I said, it's all spread so fucking thin to make it appeal as much mm-hmm. as possible to as many people as possible. 
And then it's this like, movie's just in your face, like, really hey, refreshing. you you either fucking like this or you don't, and I don't give a shit. Yeah. And, like, this man. is a movie that's hard to have a middle ground opinion yeah. on, I think. Yeah. Uh, but that that's Tank Girl. Let's, uh, let's rate the dog. So there's Booger, who is a literal dog. Which is... Doggeroo. Which yes. is yep. weird in a lot of ways. But... <laughs> Why? Just because Tank Girl fucks it? I mean, yes, that's the main one. Actually, that's the main one. Actually, but but I mean, why couldn't they have shown the dog dick? It's not a human <laughs> dick. That seems like they'd have been able to do that. Then what's the problem? No, well, but I, I think Booger's a very sweet boy, a little yes. a little dumb, but in a, a charming dumb. way. <laughs> yeah, and very very happy dog that loves pets. And loves humping on the dance floor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And is very loyal. Mm-hmm. I would give Booger a nice solid 12 out of 10. That is a good dog right there. Booger, yeah, Booger is a good boy. I, I definitely give him a dog dick. No. <laughs> no, they cut it from the film. Ten, no. Okay, okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, you're right. I'll give him a 12 out of 10. The size of his dick that was supposed okay. to be in the film. Okay. Um, uh, the, the other <laughs> dog I can think of is the tank. Which is, is the tank. which is yes. a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a dog. Mm-hmm. That's a dog. Uh, that dog follows commands. It it saves Tank Girl all the time. It loves a, loves going it's fast. A big boy, look at the sheer size of it. Yeah, that that tank has zoomies all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good dog. That tank is at least an eleven out of ten tank. And we will not be giving Ice T a rating because Ice T was not yep. a dog in this movie. They didn't even put makeup on him. So I don't... No. I didn't really yeah, get I it. Don't under- yeah, it didn't make sense. Yeah. No. Uh, but that's Tank Girl. <laughs> that's that's the movie, I guess. I don't know what else to say about Tank Girl. Like, I think you just kind of have to experience it, but also I don't know if I would recommend it. So... I, I would not recommend this movie unless you know what you're getting into. Like, this is one of those ones where that's why I didn't yeah. really spoiler this either or anything because I'm like, well, I might recommend this to some of our audience. I think a lot of our audience would probably like this, our audience mm-hmm. specifically. But if you listen to some of this, like, you won't really understand this movie until you see this movie. So uh, we can't really spoil it for you. It's really more of a visual thing. Yes. And on top of that, it's... You need to know what this movie is to know if you'll like it or not. And if you hear some of this and you're like, wow, that sounds fucking rad, then you'll, we'll, it'll be like, okay, then you need to watch this. And if you're like, God, this sounds like fucking dumb garbage, then don't watch this because mm-hmm. it is dumb it's garbage. Extremely it's extremely exactly dumb the, trash. Yeah. It's exactly the dumb trash that you think it is in the ways that it sounds like. Like, there is no subtlety really in this movie at all. There's very little cleverness, there's very little subtlety. It just goes hard for what it's going for, and you either like that or you don't, and it doesn't really give a shit. It's kind of the most punk mm-hmm. thing possible. Like, for a movie that... It's weird, because it's got, like, all, all the... Like, they pog up the tank, like I said, where it looks like it's covered in, like, pog slammers and stuff from the 90s, and it's got, like, lawn chairs on it. Um, they apparently put the back of an El Dorado on it. That like, makes you know, sense, like, the yeah. long... Yeah. And, like, stuff like that. Like, it's just weird There's a lazy like boy. Looks... She's grilling hot dogs on it. Like, yeah, weird and it's shit. All... yeah. Yeah, and it's all, all done in this very, like, 
it, it looks like the tank of somebody who has a denim jacket all covered in studs and patches, and patches right? like that's, yeah yes like that that's the aesthetic of this thing and it it could come off as very cheesy and not punk because of that because it's like oh well like this is such a stereotype of what punk is but it ends up being really really punk because again it the attitude of the movie itself is punk because it does not give off fuck if you like it or not. It doesn't care in the Absolutely. slightest. This, yeah. this movie just goes for what it is and it's like, hey, you either like me or you don't. And speaking of weird movies that are experiences featuring Ice-T, I need to make you watch Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna have to. Yeah. You haven't seen Good Boy Johnny Mnemonic, so... Uh, oh, Maybe in maybe the uh, there was one line in this movie I forgot to mention, and it's when Tank Girl is talking about uh, something to Jack Girl to try and get her to leave, and she's like, "Hey, we should leave this horrible slave work camp because then we can go watch Cats on Broadway." And I cannot imagine how bad Cats twenty thirty three is if Cats twenty nineteen was as bad as it was. So, <laughs> yeah. Tank Girl universe is where what happens when they left the butthole cut. It had to be the butthole cut universe. <laughs> That's the divergence. Yes. That's the divergence point. That's it. And I can't think of anything else to end this podcast on, so we're done. <laughs> um, you can check out our social media. Uh, we're on Twitter, Rough Cuts Cast. Uh, thanks, everybody, on the Patreon. You can get the podcast a little bit early if you help support us there. This obviously costs us money. Boyks has to set up all his VCR shit and buy all these tapes and different things like that. Uh, so we really, really do appreciate it. And, yeah, we'll be taking a break from next week. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going on a little vacation, taking a trip. Uh, and then we'll be back with some more Rough Cuts. <laughs> You know, scholars in 2033 are going to be, they're going to be researching the butthole cut for years to come. I'm not a bad dog, but I'm a terrible man.